Welcome everyone to the inside the squared circle today them boys we're gonna discuss hey we actually got a reoccurring segment you'll find out what is on the other side we're gonna talk the uh excuse me pd uh pwi i'll get it eventually awards that were announced and then you know it's what every nerd loves to do let's do some fantasy booking for wrestlemania let's go Freaking kudos to Jorge. I missed the intro. I apologize that I missed the show last week. Felt very ruthless aggression to me, which has a special place in my heart. But I am the mouth of the South, Keith Fleming. This is the inside, the squared circle. I am joined by my good friends and wrestling fanatics. Let's start with my man, Jorge B. Edwards. The architect, let's go. Oh, you got the people's. I know it it just came in the mail today. I had to sport the new swag. What can I say? I love it. I'm a little disappointed that the ravishing one, Ron L. Tinsley, is not draped in gold like he normally normally he's got so many titles in the background. I don't know what's going on. Just just a little poke. I knew it's all it took. Come on, which one he grabs my question? Big gold. You can't you can't go wrong with a big gold Ron L ever. Never, never. Best looking title ever, in my opinion. And I love the way you go with that belt right there. Phenomenal. And then of course, Sam the pew 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 shooter how. What's going on, Samuel? I am just living the dream. I am uh getting Fighting used to with that. insurance companies. Uh yeah, I can't I actually finally snapped for the first time at work today. Um, I am going to say that just one quick question for Keith is that we're going to be discussing the Wrestling Observer uh, Award. How many times am I going to fuck that up, guys? I apologize. Uh, just a little behind the curtains. Group text. Sam goes, hey, dumbass. Actually, he was really nice about it. That is not what you listed it as. I go, okay. And my ADD brain's just like, yep, in one ear, out the other. I didn't change it in my notes and I got it wrong again. So, Wrestling Observer. Thank you, Samuel, for keeping me in check. Somebody needs to. All right. So I'm excited about this, guys. We've been around for a few weeks. We have our first reoccurring segment that will start every episode. And so what do you guys want to talk about? In honor of our boy, Cody Rhodes, hopefully on his way to finally getting that moment and winning that WWE championship, we are going to start every episode by so what do you want to talk about and going around the squared circle it can be anything about wrestling future past present whatever this is literally a point for all of us to talk whatever we want to i'm going to start it off and i just want to say drew mcintyre you petty bitch i love it i freaking love it the dude is sitting crossed indian style in the ring the line about the doctor saying, I'm, you know, worried you're not going to be healthy for WrestleMania. And I really did not see the punchline coming up. I told him, don't worry, I'm not CM Punk. This is long-term storytelling at its finest. Drew is going to win the title at Mania. And Punk's going to come back 
the summer, this fall. And not only are you going to have that feud, then you got Seth quoting Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, and in interviews calling him soft, soft mentally, physically. I love this. Like, kudos to those three guys who I felt like, man, the Raw roster compared to SmackDown, just, you know, even with the addition of Punk, it's like it pretty much feels like Punk and Rollins. Now you got those three guys, Gunther, like, just Raw's been banging, but Drew McIntyre, you petty bitch, I love you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes and what he's doing off camera. Because I don't know if, you know, for those who are watching or, or you know, I'm sure you guys know right here, uh, that he is doing a lot of great things when it comes to fan interaction. You go back a couple weeks ago, somebody asked him to be his best man at the wedding. And Cody Rhodes was like, okay, I'll be the best man at your wedding. DM me on Instagram and I'll be your best man. And like, this is just like Hulk Hogan would have done 30 years ago. (laughs) Exactly. Right. (laughs) I kind of, I'm sorry, Jorge, go ahead. I I always think I just really want to see like what a lot of those sociopaths from the eighties would have done with social media. (laughs) Exactly. Um, the, The last night was really cool because they, they posted the video uh, it's a reel where a couple wanted to have their uh, baby's gender reveal done by Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring. And they brought the envelope that had the the piece of paper that had whether it was a boy or a girl. Uh, and Cody Rhodes is like, you sure this is what you want to do? And he's like, yep. He's like, all right. So he did the gender. Like, this guy is like bending over backwards for the crowd. You go on Twitter, you see like the messages, people reach out to him. You know, charitable organization, youth clubs. He's like, oh, yeah, you could have, you know, 30 tickets to WrestleMania. Fine, I'll just throw this around, throw that around. Like, he is doing so much for the fan base. <clears throat> it, it, it just, you know, he he deserves a round of applause just, just for what he's doing there, let alone, uh, you know, what he's doing inside the ring. The degree of difficulty to be a true babyface in today's wrestling society you know, fandom, whatever you want to call it, and legit get over, I think it is such a unique skill that Cody Rhodes is literally the only wrestler uh, in the world right now that could do that in WWE. Yeah. Ron, now, Sam? Waiting on me? Okay. Whichever, Ron, you, know, you know Sam's got to go last. He's going to, you know, say, you know, look at me, look at me. Uh, well, I was going in the order on the screen, but go ahead. Okay, touche. I don't know how the uh, clock goes, Sam. Okay, be a dick about it. First, you call me out about getting the wrong name. Uh, well, (laughs) I I guess mine is just going to be kind of a teaser because it it ties into what we're going to talk about later in terms of uh fantasy booking for mania. But it's like, uh, it's not that I want it to be rushed, mind you. Let me throw out the disclaimer I do not want this process rushed. But what are we doing with Jade Cargill? I love you. A hundred percent goes on. Uh, I'm mine is as somebody who is rapidly aging and approaching middle age, like a freight train. Stop. I don't and, uh, <laughs> the youngest dude of the quartet. Stop. What a dick. What and, a uh, dick. I listen, I'm, everywhere. It, it's a, age is a state of mind, and I'm rapidly aging. Um, and, and as, as an introvert, I have to send some respect to Kevin Nash, who 
I mean, listen, if I was yeah. seven feet tall with bad knees, I wouldn't want to fly to Greensboro either. <laughs> and for him to be like, uh, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, it's because uh, WWE. Yeah, that's why. Not because I'm seven feet tall and don't want to take a commercial flight for uh, for two nights for a guy. Like, I, I just thought. He's like, who's great. Sting? I don't even remember that guy. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean listen, I, I, yeah. I all respect to Kevin now. I'm, I'm meaning this seriously. I get. No, I know. I, I think I do think that the question of like, are you going to go to Sting's last match? You know, he couldn't be like, well, why? You know, Luger, I get being there. Uh, Flair, unfortunately, will be there to make it about him. Um, but Woo. but Sting, I mean, I I don't understand why Nash would be the guy to do that. I don't didn't think they were super close, unless I missed something. But I, I pack, right? The Wolfpack. That's what I'm thinking. Is like to me <laughs> when I think of NWO, which is not again kind of the beginning of the end for the NWO, but the NWO Wolfpack. I think of Nash and Sting. Like that's the two guys I think of. To be fair, man, I mean Kevin Nash is still grieving. He lost his son and his best friend within the matter. Thank of you, Ron L. That's a very fair point. And so we do need to take that into consideration when people do things. On top like, of what, what you were you doing. On top of what you were saying, Sam, that he will not be able to be hidden. On you know, introverted, grieving. Sure, I want to be there for my friend, but. Uh, I, I, I gotta deal with wrestling people, and then half yeah, of like, these, and then half of these wrestling people are gonna be like, "Hey, man, are you okay? You're not my friends. I, I love you. Thank you for your appreciation. You're not my friends. Don't, don't, don't do that." And the people who are gonna come up to him and be like, "Hey, man, like, great to see you. Please sign these eighty fun exactly." Following them like down the airport and stuff. It's like, dude, right. like it's one thing if it's you know you could do it quickly and. But it's like when they're out in the world doing stuff, like people have a right to have a life. Like they Go just to a meet and greet and pay for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's even more of a, a better point, Rano. The player being like, oh, let's party. And Nash is like, no, I don't think you understand how the screaming process works. I don't want to exactly. go party with you. I we grieve. Well, the, just one last thing about the the signing thing is that I, living in LA, uh, flying at Thanksgiving, and I've met uh, a few wrestlers. And one of my rules, like I have a few rules. One is I don't ask for pictures because LAX, you're just trying to get from one place to another. Um, Mickey James is incredibly sweet to be a name dropper. Uh, she two is you never slander Brian Danielson. That well, that's just a rule in general in life. <laughs> but I also uh, I don't tweet about it because I until I am on until I've gotten out of LA because I don't want people to come bother those people because they saw it on Twitter. So. That's a good I, you know, treat people the way you want me treated. It's big. It's the very, other. very big of you, Samuel, and I'm proud Number of three, you. And all obviously, Randy Orton Ronald, slander is welcome to. Say I was going to say, yeah, if you want to hate on Randy Orton <laughs> or recently The Rock, that's okay. Um, Face all right, Face so let yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So let's transition to the 2023 Wrestling Observer Awards, what I like to you know affectionately call the PWI Awards. Uh, <laughs> now, Sam, just to clarify. These were voted on by the fans, correct? Uh, readers, yes. Read, okay. So, I mean, fans, readers, right? Though. I mean, these are their subscribers, correct? Yes. Okay. So, let's just actually, let's just open it up. Each one of you, and we can start with you, Sam, because I think you probably have looked at this the most in detail. What was like the biggest surprise or thing that jumped off to you? 
Uh, I thought that the that Triple H winning Booker of the Year um, was a pretty big, loud message to uh, fuck you, Tony Vince. Khan, that, Tony Khan, like, yeah. that he has said, I want to be the winner of that. Like I like Ooh. he said, that he takes pride in that. I didn't know. Um, that. I also thought that the uh, the the promotion of the year being the WWE, which is when you know, for years. I mean, I don't know when the last time WWE won that was. Um, Probably been a decade, right? At least. Uh, I would. It's definitely been at least a decade. I think it has been almost 20 years, actually. Wow. I think it might have been since 2000. Um, you know, and I just think that that's a, a sign of how hot the WWE is right now in terms of quality. And both of those are deserved, I think. I, yeah. I, I, I think that we are living in the best time to be a wrestling fan, honestly. Because whatever you like, current, like if, it's, if you like whatever kind of wrestling you like, you can currently watch that. There's some federation, some company that caters to you. Any old stuff is available. You don't have to do tape trading like I did when <laughs> I was a kid, which I can't believe. Or go to Blockbuster or I Hollywood mean, Video and rent videos. Yeah, I mean the it's it just it is the best time to ever be a pro wrestling fan. Hundred percent, goes on. Ron, what was kind of your big takeaway? Um, well, considering that I didn't really go over it as, as well, it's forty six pages, it. so yeah, you don't have when to I, when apologize I saw, when I saw for that, all of that. But one of the things that kind of stood out, um, what was the award that Don Callis had won? He was the like the non non wrestling. Uh, he was the uh, best non-wrestler. So seeing that, it definitely leans to a heavy AEW bias, uh, at, at least by the subscribers. You know, no, no tea, no shade. It's just you it's look blasphemous. at. It's It is. I mean, come on. There's better. I mean, we can start with Paul Heyman, of the course. Goat. But yeah. there's uh, there's there's plenty of talent that I think does more. Even outside of managers, I mean, hell, I I actually think that you could honestly say that you could put like Pat McAfee and Michael Cole as an announced team over Don Callis because you can just tell that the energy from when Pat and uh, Pat and Mike were on SmackDown and now the energy, you know. McAfee's a little more toned down now. He's being a little more professional, you know, but he still throws, you know, the essence of Pat McAfee into right. it. So, like, you, you can... <laughs> I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking you could have put... Well, the, it, it's just, like, it, it is, like, managers, on-screen figures, like, uh, authority figures, not announcers. So you think and Don Callis was better than Paul Heyman last year? I think that Don Callis was there more than Paul Heyman. I think that's more of what it, they do factor that in. It's why uh, Cody. So won. we're not looking at PER here, right? Yeah. But was he, but was he though? Yeah, I mean, like if you think about it, I mean, I mean, if you because you would have to, you would literally have to combine his appearances from both AEW and ROH for that. And maybe that is because what they're doing, right? you know there were many weeks that. Even when Roman wasn't there, he's walking around doing his. I.e. Monday thing. night on Raw. That was kind of shocking, right? All like, Roman Reigns. 
Well, I, and I do and has the two phones with the two different uh, <laughs> the, the faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the best, man. Like he is the, like Heenan for me was always detail. goat, and it's like Heyman is just on another level. Yeah. Well, that was almost. I, I'm sorry, Jorge. Well, well, I'll let you go in just one second, but I did want to give Paul Heyman his flowers because he had a between the raw thing with the two phones, and then he had one of the most hilarious, like holy shit tweets about uh aaron bushnell uh the young man who lit himself on fire uh tragically uh to protest the war uh you know it said free palestine um he paul Heyman said you know somebody said that mentioned that Heyman was trending higher and Heyman said we always light the box <laughs> office on fire and oh he's just God. this is a guy who's for almost 40 years has remained relevant has booked through multiple eras in a way, you know, has done multiple, like the dude might be, is in my opinion, possibly the best booker of all time because he's done it in multiple ways. Like he's not just been a guy who's done. Can you make an argument best manager of all time too? I mean, I mean, you can also definitely put him in like the top five of the greatest wrestling minds. Almost one of the, pretty much one of the best talkers of all time. Like dude is just, yeah. I, and para Lesnar with him. He becomes this, you know, unbelievable force para Roman reigns with him completely, you know, re-energizes and, you know, makes him go to a whole nother level. Uh, Even the punk stuff. If he, if he is the only one that could resurrect SmackDown to make it on par with raw. And that's exactly what he did. That in and of its, in and of itself should be, you know, Mount Rushmore status, you know, guaranteed locked in right there. Back, Especially in the think about when they split those rosters. And now understand, Heyman's so smart. He knew what he had. And Edge and, you know, Angle and, you know, all those guys. But I'm sure if you're running Raw and you're like, yeah, Heyman, you take these guys. Like, okay, I got, you know, arguably the best six wrestlers in the world right now. I'm just going to put them in the ring and let them wrestle all the time. It's fucking brilliant. Like, it really Essentially is. positive. Yeah. Minimize the negative. Exactly. Uh, Jorge, what was your takeaway? So uh, I'm going to cheat here. and I got two that, that just jumped to mind. Um, underrated performer of the year, Chad Gable. I'm surprised they got this right. I love Chad Gable. I love his in-ring work. Ever since he German su- rolling German suplexed Braun Strowman at WrestleMania last year, that was my first look and saying, oh, okay. And then you look at the match with Gunther, or uh, the, the matches with Gunther. Um, again, one of those, wow, this guy really has it. He just needs to get pushed properly. Um, so I, I was very happy to see that. Um, something that I was not happy to see was the worst match of the year. Um, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. Uh, that, that, from a sentimental standpoint, that from just a... A match standpoint, I get like I, I get it. It wasn't like you know, knock the doors off or knock the socks off, you know, type of quality of match. But you got freaking Shane McMahon slash Snoop Dogg versus The Miz at WrestleMania at number three. The man tore his Achilles tendon. With Joe coming off the <laughs> what a I full was, circle uh, moment for the McMahon family, though. It's, yeah, like, it's yeah, good uh, to see that the you know the genes get passed down from Vince to Shane, <laughs> and not just in the terrible ways. It's like you're telling me the people's elder people's elbow by Snoop Dogg saved that from being the worst match of last year. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. Come on. I, who was it who there I would argue that the improv that saved it. I will say it was but, pretty phenomenal. 
but but I want to say that the the Chad Gable, this is a guy who got the shorty G and being dressed like the old when Ninja Turtles would have, you know, when they would be like, oh, the Ninja Turtles play basketball now. That was Chad Gable's outfit for a while. And the dude is just, I'm with you, Jorge. That guy, I, you know, deserves his flowers and deserves a shot because the guy is one of these. That's legit- why I cannot wait when we get into the next subject to talk about Gunther and where we're going with that. Because I think that's like one of the most fascinating things we got going. Was there one other thing, Jorge, you said? I'm sorry. No, it was that in the worst match okay. of the year. Uh, I do want to say uh, to start you know, in typical Keith fashion, I'm going to talk about something that we're not talking about. Did everybody see the Miz get locked in that room last night on raw and live stream it? Like, why can't we get that Miz more on TV? Who is just such a likable, funny, normal dude. Did you see it, Sam? I did. He, I mean, first of all, I appreciated the irony of him getting locked into a locker room. Right? after the Legendary. <laughs> yeah. uh, not being able to be in a locker room yeah, with he shit JBL and Chris Benoit <laughs> for that. Um fucking old school bullshit bullying nonsense tiny dick energy. Um but yeah, no, well, I think well, this well, is how you really feel. It's a, yes. <laughs> you uh, will often. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh no, but I think the Miz is one of the most Keith and I were talking about this yesterday is that there are um, that the, the rocks Hollywood rock run and the Jericho's best in the world run in 09, the Hollywood rock in 03. Part of what set those guys apart was that they studied acting and were really good at it. And I think that Miz is somebody who is naturally charismatic and is incredibly endearing and part of what makes him such a great heel is that he understands how to be so, you know, I think that what he, it makes me, that kind of stuff makes me appreciate the stuff that he does as a character more because it's so against who he is. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. My wife and I, one summer, we binged watched all of Ms. and Mrs. Oh, it's very entertaining. Me and my wife well, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's so much fun. And I could watch that every week. It's uh, the personality needs to come out more. I 100 agree. Has and anybody watched the? Uh, has anybody watched show. the Bianca and Ted show yet? I haven't, but it's definitely. I saw the clip our, where uh, they were all weightlifting, and uh, Bianca's like yeah! out spotting everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she just throws it out. They're like, yeah, they did the Chris uh, Tucker and Friday. Which again, that's a thirty-year-old movie reference. Now I'm sorry, I'm fucking old. Oh, uh, <laughs> they uh, for me, the uh, I just want to give kudos because I disagree with a lot of uh, their awards. The one that I think is the most ridiculous, Dominic Mysterio, should a hundred percent been the most improved wrestler. I mean, think about, just think about as a wrestling fan, what you were saying about Dominic Mysterio three years ago, two years ago, even one year ago. And me and Sam, again, we're talking about this just the other day. I know it's just storyline, but Jesus Christ, is that guy Eddie Guerrero's illegitimate son? Because he sure does feel a lot more Eddie Guerrero than he does Rey Mysterio, right? heat magnet for sure. And, you know, this is one thing that I've been... Uh, starting to think about, um, especially over like this last year. 
his skill set inside of the ring, I mean, he's got a lot of the same, you know, moves that he's been doing. At this point, I'm wondering if he's just kind of trolling us. And kind of, you know how Orange Cassidy has sloth style? I think his is kind of like sloppy style because there's the the absolute troll job he does every time he does the three amigos. It's like, I'm almost sure that if I could lift a person that size, that at least I can get the legs a little more accurate. It's like, he does it so lazily, and I think he does that just to piss people off. We can all agree, right? He needs to retire the 619. That works for Rey Mysterio because of his size. But he is too lanky. He is too lanky for it. it So slow. So weird. It Uh, takes you forever to get to the... like. There's no whip in your legs by the time you get around. Like, I just... I would like to see him. And to me, the next thing to evolve his character is I would love to see him move to, you know, a, a finisher... Uh, you know, like submission type deal and really, you know, become that smart, calculated snarmy hill, right? That works on the leg or works on the arm and then has that kind of finisher. But I just, if you would have told me one year ago that I'm almost positive now Dominic Mysterio will be a world champion in WWE, I would have never, we'll see. Maybe okay. a world heavyweight champion. I, I, I can't wait. What We're going to pause that face that Sam made right there. That's the good thing about the video. <laughs> When in 2027 he wins the uh, which title are we talking? So the Universal is the one, right? Or the what do they call it now? They I forgot they've changed it so many times. The World Heavyweight Championship. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the one WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Yeah, I'm talking about the big belt. Uh, it's gonna big boy toy. (laughs) So we got our first like we'll see, Sam. Uh, and the great thing for me is as long as Dominic Mysterio keeps wrestling for WWE, I can say I'm not wrong. Uh, so, all right. The last thing that we're going to get into tonight, and man, do nerds like us love to do this. Let's fantasy book WrestleMania. Before we get into that, though, I've got to ask you guys. We see Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes doing a promo together. The Grayson Waller effect. Oh, here we go. We're setting up the tag team match. What? Cody calls out Rock one-on-one. I think if I had to guess, this is going to be kind of a swerve. And if I was booking this, I would have Rock Cody on a SmackDown, a Raw, whatever you want to do, it immediately turn into a smaz. Rollins makes a save. That sets up the tag team match. Makes a lot of sense. Keep people guessing. If we're getting Cody Rock and then Cody Reigns, I'm worried that might be overkill for Cody because uh, I'm assuming he would win both matches. What do you guys kind of feel about that? Because I thought it was pretty surprising. First and foremost, are we sure that Cody's winning? Against Reigns or Rock? Against Reigns. Yes. I am. Oh, uh, I am. I, I am. Okay. I'm 98% sure, <laughs> but I am also concerned. Then that scientifically are, you're sure. I listen, I science bitch. 
97. <laughs> I I would say that I'm leaving myself wiggle room. I'm with Ron L. The idea of you know if Roman gets to beat Hogan's record, they get to exercise excise that big bald bastard. Exercise the demons. The yeah, I mean that's the that's the one where I was like, it doesn't go anywhere. It just moves into second place. And not to mention, you know, Hogan's gonna, you know, at some point, Hogan's gonna be back on WWE television before he dies. I, I can almost guarantee you that. Um, the, but I know it's Roman, disappointing, but it's gonna happen. But with with, I mean, he's never gonna beat. No one's gonna beat Bruno's record. Let's just be honest about that. <laughs> Wouldn't Bruno's, it be great if in five years they're going? I think this is the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, because if that happens, then I'm just gonna be. You guys, you're gonna be, oh, like, Endeavor you're still Price watching. Will, you're still Endeavor, Endeavor Price will plummet. I swear. Yeah. It's like how many times do you have to follow this, Lucy? You're not gonna kick the or Charlie Brown. You're not gonna kick the football. <laughs> it's um, like being a yeah, Falcons fan in wrestling. Like three presidents. <laughs> Um, it ain't gonna happen. Um, the like Bruno is champion before Beatlemania. Like Bruno's title reign lasts longer than the Beatles. Um, yeah, I'm with Ronell. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. Is fair to say what you're you're feeling? I yeah. I'm I'm I'm. Yes, I think he'll win, but maybe. And listen, I'm only at sixty percent on that win. Um, no, I hope if you're right, Ronell, I will. You know, I will give kudos and the flowers to people because I last year warned people that I thought that it might be coming, and you know, again, everybody kind of lost their mind. So, Jorge, do you want a tag match, or would you want the Cody Rock single match? You know, to to properly quote an improper person whose name we can't say anymore on wwe programming uh give the people what they want and look at the end of the day they don't want a tag team match we we may think that that's what you know would make the most sense in terms of booking people at the second cody said i challenge you to a match that's happening at wrestlemania night one the only issue i think that you run into because and, and i think i brought this up a couple episodes ago I like the fact that we went, like, I understand um, Rollins had a large part of his segment on Raw talking about the bloodline. We need to band together against the bloodline. But it's almost Drew and his character kind of create a counterpoint where it's like, enough about the bloodline. Focus on me. I'm the one you need to be worrying about, not the bloodline. And so part of me wonders between now and WrestleMania, if you get more of like, okay, let's kind of start phasing out the bloodline from from Drew McIntyre and and um, Seth Rollins match, and that way you're putting now the bloodline strictly on you know Cody and Roman's uh, you know area of the field here, and so at the end of the day, people you know are going to go apeshit if they see The Rock wrestle Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania Night One. I don't now. Here's the thing: I don't think Cody needs to win both matches like you had the Brian Danielson. A situation a couple years ago at WrestleMania 30, a couple years ago at WrestleMania 30, 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, so we're have. all still mentally in tw- in April of 2020. Uh, You're fine. Sam's going, oh, Keith, you're going to hit me with Friday 30 year old movie yeah. reference. And then Jorge's going to tell me, oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan win and the Undertaker streak inning was a decade ago. Yeah. We're yeah. Holding on. Is, Holy cow. Is, 
I don't think it's going to be, I don't think you have to have it. It's like, well, if you want to get to him, you're going to go through me. It's like, no, I want the Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm going to go face Roman. But like, I don't know. I understand from a ratings point of view, that would, that would throw SmackDown through the loop here. But it's one of those things where I don't think you make this build up for these two guys having their, their spat at the press conference for WrestleMania during Super Bowl week. I don't think you have him challenging the rock uh, to a match just to have it be some kind of like, you know, but wouldn't it be he'll rock to be like, I'm not going to wrestle you one-on-one. I'll wrestle you in a tag match. Here's, but the, his whole one-on-one with the great one. Yeah, but he's a heel. So I think all that stuff's kind of out the window. Well, that's where like the bloodline that it comes in and helps him win the match, right? Not necessarily. And then maybe that's the way they break them: is Rock beats Cody, and then Cody beats Reigns, and then you know Rock kind of says, "I got the, the job done." Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's You're the, the weak in the family. This is the problem that I have with having Rock win that match: is you were showing the fans that the Attitude Era is still more important, tougher, better, stronger, whatever you want to say, than the current product. That is my, you are saying visually, this, what you're watching now is not as good as what you watched 30 years ago. I mean, isn't AKA it Stone Cold that we're going to get over KO and DX over and <laughs> Well, DX over uh, when they came out and embarrassed FTR. Yeah. Um, you know, Rock to the uh, Wyatt family. Isn't it safe to presume that we're going to get some sort of interference from the other bloodline members in this? I would, I would assume so. My take on a tag match is it makes sense if Seth's knee is as bad, you know, as as it might be. And well, didn't if, they say? Didn't he say that he's about to be medically cleared for in ring? I mean, yeah, yeah but I mean, if so we're we don't even know at this at this right. moment, are are they working us or not? Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but it also, The Rock has the live-action Moana. And this is a guy who 10 years ago got injured twice. So I don't know if they want to, you know, there's, there's a risk. More than it. 10 years ago. No, no uh, 11 years ago. 12 years ago. No, I mean, what I'm saying is 27 and 28, right? So it's Yeah, like we're 12, 12, you know, 12 or 13 years ago. Jesus Christ. No, 28 and 29. This is, this is becoming very depressing. Very um, quickly. But, um, having Rock doing that tag match makes sense to me. You can still do Seth, uh, Seth, uh, Drew on night two. Is you can mm-hmm. do the tag match on night one and then do both of the ta- title matches on night two. I just think personally, and I know a lot of people probably are going to disagree with this, but I really did enjoy the Rock Cena tag match at Survivor Series versus Miz and R-Truth because putting Reigns and Rock on the same team opens up so many scenarios between their dynamic and relationship. Seth Cody, same thing. You can plant all these seeds. And I just think you can get so much more creative with the finish in a tag team than you could, you know what I'm saying, in a one-on-one, but... If, if you want to make the exclamation point on Cody, it, I, I understand. Let me ask one other thing, and then we'll move on to some of these other titles. What do you think the chances are? And Samuel, I'm going to let you answer this since you are a Philadelphia native. 
because I just kind of have a sinking feeling that that maniac from Philadelphia, Rocky, is going to lead Cody Rhodes to the ring for his WrestleMania match. Set the over under on. Yes, yeah, Sylvester. So, oh, fuck yeah, what other rock? Just talk know? about that. Huh? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not a Philadelphia native, but I am. Uh, my I am in my soul a Philadelphian. Uh, my family lived there before I was born. I I do appreciate the of all the errors that could be made. I appreciate that's the one of the nicest ones you could make. Um, you know, I'm gonna start calling you Sam. Actually, how instead of Sam the shooter? But go you ahead, could, buddy. You could always hey, you could always do Michael B. Jordan. Um. Uh, uh, I mean, that would be. I wonder. I actually think the place would pop like fucking crazy, right? If like if he shows up in you know the Rocky outfit with the hat, I would. I would even think if he came out in the you know the 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 American you know the trunks. the trunks, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Or like the, Creed, the original Creed entrance, right? The um the famous. You know, there's the speech that Sylvester Stallone gives in uh, Rocky Balboa. To his you know, son. Life is not all that they use in the Eagles opening that gives me goosebumps. Would be great to have Sylvester Stallone do it live. Um, I don't know how much, I mean, again, I don't know how much of a local crowd this is going to be. I mean, I, I would assume that, it, I mean, at least, you know, some, uh, I mean, at least half of that. A significant portion, yeah. Oh, but um, the but, general population is going to eat that up, right? I mean, they've all seen Rocky. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that everyone would. Um, the the other thing, the the one thing that I would love to see is, uh, and this is an idea I came up wholly on my own, no other discussion, <laughs> is the the in the last few years when the uh, Keith and I talked about this uh, <laughs> was when uh, for the NFC title game in 2017 and the NFC title game uh, in 2022 when. It was the Niners and the uh, and the Vikings those two years when uh, they put Niners and Vikings jerseys on the Rocky statue. And I would love for the Rock to show up and be like, "I'm not going to to put up a, I'm not going to put a Rock T-shirt on." You know that that's what Trailer Park Trash does. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I Philadelphia, I'm going to give you a gift. And then he puts a Rock statue that is actually taller than the Rocky statue. <laughs> And, you know, a real champion, you know, somebody who actually won their title, you know, somebody who's real, not a fake like The Rock, uh, not like a fake like Rocky, uh, would just be nuclear level heat in Philadelphia and would be hilarious to see the statue. With a little Rick. Rick, uh, I actually would love him to do the Black Adam, like literally be a statue of Black Adam and be like, this is a more iconic character than fucking Rocky (laughs) Balboa and a better movie. I don't think Rock has that kind of sense of humor I know. about that I don't movie yet. That. I think it's a little too soon. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern level yet, right? But he hasn't had that Deadpool renaissance. I like Green Lantern. I, I'm not I'm not hating on him. I'm saying, like, it was oh funny. God, Rock a, was oh my so God. sensitive oh, about it. And then now, like, it's now. hilarious how he jokes about it. But, all right, so we're not going to talk about any of the world title matches because we know how those are set. So, let's start – because Ron L brought this up, and I'm again, I don't know if we talked about this on the show. I can't remember because we talked so much about fucking wrestling offline as well. But I'm looking at the women's tag team match. 
we've already set up that my girl Bianca, and I love that they're doing this, never lost at WrestleMania. Yeah, let's start another freaking streak, and what a perfect person to do it with. And, man, would that not make sense? Pair her with Jade. Call him whatever you want. I know you don't like it. They win. You have them feud three months, six months, whenever it is down the line. They could build up the tag team titles. That would be my fantasy booking. You can agree with it. Let's go to Ron L. How would you book first women's tag and then go into just Jade in general? Um, The women's tag is hard to really put a finger on. Um, and there, because there's really no one to really compete against them. I mean, it's definitely, I can't see like a Tegan and Natalia doing it. The only people that I think could do it, and it would, of course, you still have like three weeks to work up a number one contenders is if we have the former champ champs, uh, uh, Katana and Kaden, um, those are the only women that I think can do it. I mean, tonight on NXT, there was a challenge from the NXT champion and her quote unquote AJ Lee, her, her stalker figure. So they're going to be challenging the Kabuki Warriors. But Ken says, Bring back, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with that. Ken, I am with that. I am uh, with that. I, I, I kind of want to do the uh, – I kind of want to see uh, a distaff mega powers explode with Jade as uh, Hulk Hogan and Bianca as Randy Savage and have right. have uh, Jade carry Montez back to the back. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> and have Bianca talk about how uh, – how, Which, uh, what was it? Lust Jade in your eyes. You got Fez for Tez. Lust in your eyes. <laughs> uh, well done. I mean, well I, I, done. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So back oh yeah, to where sorry. I okay. was with you. You're right. I'm sorry. Ryan. <laughs> sorry. I, I just I, I saw my opening and he I, got, I was, he got me big time. Just just keep, just I love it. Oh, just keep jabbing me in the gut with it um i had to wait until after elimination chamber was over over because i did think that there was a strong possibility of naya actually winning there and causing absolute havoc and you know that would have been the the heat would have been insane had she won in front of Rhea's home crowd but mind you mommy deserved rioted mommy deserved that so I think that now that she's out of the way, we have Rhea and Becky. Why don't we revisit what happened at the Rumble and we do Nia and Jade. And so my only concern or question is how many women's single matches are going to get on this already extremely crowded card? And I hate to be the person to point that out, but that's... Now talking four or five, do you trust WWE to give that much time for that? Why not? That would be what twenty five percent of the card I, of both days. When have they ever I, done I, it though? That's my point. They haven't, but for all for every measure that we're looking, we are moving towards a new era where we're not looking at things 
yeah, they may recycle some stories and such, but they're not doing business the way they used. I completely agree. I'm just saying I worry. Uh, I do. I worry. About, and I also worry about if they have five, six women matches, it's just probably because, you know, the, the two title matches are going to go on. They let them go. The other ones historically have been relatively short. Is there a chance? Do you think they're just holding her? to maybe debut wrestling the Raw after Mania? Because last me and Sam talked about this on the phone that night too. The Raw after Mania last year was fucking awful. And it was it was literally bad. like the most disappointing night of probably 2023. Uh, that would, you know, obviously get a pop, you know, garner attention. It just kind of out of nowhere, whoever's in the ring bitching, you know, I'll challenge whoever. And then, you know, out comes Jade and that's her debut match. I think she does deserve a mania, you know, kind of, you know, debut, but I could also understand if they waited and did it the night after Mania. I just presume that we're going to get her at mania. She's been so box office since she's arrived. They're treating her like a big deal. And her, so. only in, her only in-ring appearance was a third place finish at the Royal freaking Rumble. Completely agree. No, it's very fair. All right, Sam. Uh, yeah, Sam's talking about this. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Just one quick thing is, I wonder if they would do uh, the battle royal. You know, they used to do the Andre the Giant battle royal. Mm-hmm. Is do that and have Jade come in and win that would be a great way to, you know, it, it's something without something, basically. Yeah, and her like dominate it. Or hey, how how would you book the tag titles for the women? Here's the problem. They spent so much time not developing this division uh, enough to get enough reliable tags. That there's no, there's no other pairing. What about Shayna and? Um, oh God! Why am I I she should be banned from being on all pay per views. She is horrible. I'm not Shana? a fan. Of her. Oh, I, I actually like Shayna. Super hold. I, I can't. I can't. Win You're her. not a. So. I, why on God's green earth do they make a women's tag title and not a women's secondary, like a women's intercontinental or a women's U.S. title? Right. You built more time building up these women as single participants. Two of them, table. Sam. They made two of them. They got rid yeah, of what them. It, I would also like to know, at what point has WWE ever prioritized the tag title like that? Like, what, right. what have you watched WWE and gone, man, there's a great tag team division in the last 20 years. Let me last some 20, people. last... Okay, actually, you're right. Let me put some people, me some people off real quick. Hashtag Sasha and Naomi were right. Yeah. They, well, I let me tell you, if, you know, you know you want to talk about pops. Can you imagine if Naomi comes out and Sasha makes debuts at, at Mania? That that would be... That would they be could take the, they could take the titles. Yes, they, they could. Exactly. They could pick right back up from when they left. Um, in, in regards to to Jay, I, I I like the idea of debuting the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, especially if Becky is the one that walks out as champion against Rhea uh, at WrestleMania, and then for you know the the storyline to to play out where Jay just destroys Becky and like makes her life a living hell, and then goes the heel route. And then you get the setup between Bianca and Jade, maybe at SummerSlam. Um, but I, I do not, it, it sucks, man. And Ronald, you said it perfectly. She came in third at the Royal Rumble, had the stare, Keith, you brought it up. The stare down was 
there's something to behold where they're both overhead pressing people and the crowd's eating it up and you haven't seen her on TV not once since. And they're mentioning her, which is even weirder. Like they are still occasionally like mentioning her. Oh, you know, just, she's the hottest free agent, right? Like where she sounds raw, SmackDown, whatever. Just that once last week when it, it, when they were going to do the signing and she did not sign with SmackDown, which is right. surprising, which would have led me to believe, well, aren't you going to just pop her up on Raw and have her have um, the general manager give his pitch to her? Pierce. Yeah. Pierce, thank you. Rhino, you don't have to worry about forgetting Adam Pierce's name. Uh, all, <laughs> all authority figures should go away. Um, all right, next title I want to talk about, because, man, this is getting fucking interesting, and kudos to WWE. What was the worst part about WrestleMania season four or five years ago? The fucking inevitability for, like, the last three months of knowing every freaking match on the card. And you got Gunther, most historic IC reign ever. They're throwing out all these names. He comes out in the promo. Calls a bunch of them out. The, the R-Truth thing. How dare you, Gunther? Don't talk about our boy, R-Truth. Um, and then in the same night, they teased Sammy. They yeah. teased Gable. They teased Miz. They teased R-Truth. And then fucking Judgment Day comes out. And you get both, both Damian Priest wanting to put a whooping on them. And my favorite moment overall last night Fucking Dominic Mysterio, the balls on that kid to be the one to step up and get in Guther's face. This is how you make wrestling interesting. And when you have your world title matches set up so far in advance, this is what you should do is just spend that time figuring out who's going to fight for the other titles. Having said all that, Jorge, how would you book this? Who, who who would be it? Would it be a single match, multi? Who would you have going against Gunther? I think it would be. Um, I, let me let me start at the end and work my way backwards. <laughs> I think it would be priceless. And I don't think it'd be wasted on him at all. It would be priceless if Dominic was the one to take the title off of Gunther. Can you imagine the the crowd reaction, the heat he would have? Like it would be super, especially in a multi man match where he does the steal right, throws out after the finish to like steal the steal the win. The crowd, Sam would hear the crowd from Philadelphia all the way in California. Like that's how loud the the, the pop would be for that, or the crowd going to be for that. Um, That's how I would book it, and it would back up Judgment Day's claim that they're going to get some more gold, which lately Judgment Day, when they say something that happens, Ron Al, how would you do this? Oh, man. Uh, like you said, there's so many wonderful ways it could. Um, I would really, you know, we had talked about that, what was it, on Saturday? Yeah. Saturday. yeah that, that was possibility. one of the things I yeah, yeah. And I think it's a great idea. And I, I, really I, do. I, do, I do not. Ooh. What if Dominic stole the after yes. the match? What if Priest were to do that after the match? Uh, so you have like Chad Gable or somebody go over? Yeah. Although, and it's funny because I was just thinking um, the, the crowd was so clamoring for Chad. Uh, what was it over the summer, fall, when he had had his couple of shots at Gunther? 
Chad is a guy that has so worked his, uh, again, just kept working his character, working his character, got himself over, and now he's one of those really beloved characters that we are clamoring for to get uh, even a, a secondary title. I don't see Sami Zayn for this just because it's not like he's going to obsess over this the way he did the last time he was Intercontinental Champion. So I, I would like to see Chad Gable. And it could be as a one-on-one. -on -one, it could be a multi-man match. I mean, Gunther can do both considering that he had had two matches, uh, one of each style that were both match of the year contenders in that IC title triple threat, which I went to rewatch uh, not too long ago. Just absolutely amazing match. And then the one-on-one -on -one that he had had with The Miz, which was a great match as well, where yeah. you didn't know what the outcome was because for him, there was a lot of times there in that match that I thought Miz was going to go over. Sam? So there's multiple ways you can go with that. I... Going with my heart, I would love to see Sammy come out and say, I, you know, I don't want to be the guy whose reputation is can't win the big one. And the the world title is spoken for, so I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to go for that one. That's not going to happen. But damn it, I want to be the guy who ends Gunther's streak. And have Gunther, you know, say, no, you know, it's basically like, no, I'm, I'm, you're right. You're the guy who can't win the big one. I want a real challenge and make Sammy earn it and then have, I think it would be great to have, uh, what's his name, uh, Priest cash in on Sammy. And yeah. just for that moment of, you know, and then you have a, a ready-made feud with Sammy and Priest over the title. I like that. The, I keep going back and forth because, again, there's a lot of matches even though it's two night, kind of already figured out, right? There's a there's not a lot of dance card places left. Either the U.S. title or IC title is going to be a multi man match. I just, in my heart of heart, I know that to me because Gunther has this streak. Unless they do want to protect him, even on losing the title, I think it makes sense to have him lose one on one to somebody. I just think why have somebody be a champ for six hundred something days if you're not going to give somebody else at rub, right, by being the person to beat them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so we'll move into the next one, which is the U.S. title, which I absolutely think we are heading to a multi-man match with Randy Orton, KO, Logan Paul, throw one other person in there, and fucking Logan Paul is going to put on a show in a multi-man match. It's funny that... LA Knight? That, no, I think we're getting. No, he's going to be tied up with AJ. That's by the way, it, it needs to be pointed out because it's such a great point. And I heard somebody else, another show that I really love, listen to the Mass Man show, bring this up. How fucking angry you got to be to take a thirteen-hour flight for a pay-per-view you're not even on? Just to fuck with a guy. Do you remember the woman who wore like the NASA suit so she could pee her pants driving to try to? She killed that woman, right? Like she drove. Like, I thought she, she was going. She got arrested for it. Okay, she got arrested. Either she way, actually killed her. She was driving across the country, which is about the only thing I can think of that is more petty. Because I'm assuming AJ at least, you know, he's flying. 
Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not but, commercial. Like, do you really think he was like, and maybe it was first class, but that's still a long. Oh, Seth! I heard Seth say in an interview they had to fly to Hawaii and then to Australia because they asked him if he brought the little one to Australia. He went, "Hell no!" Do you know how long of a flight it it's was? A Thirteen hour flight. Day. Yes. So the pettiness, just fantastic. But hater I of think, the year, hater of the Alan year. <laughs> I think this is definitely where we're going is a multi-man U.S. title match. I love it. Uh, I was a little surprised, if I'm being honest, that they felt like they needed to protect Orton in that moment. I didn't feel like that was necessary. I understand that they were probably more thinking of setting up, you know, the Orton-Paul deal than necessarily... I just felt like you could have gave through that moment. Like you could have made it not been that Randy Orton, who, by the way, the storyline was couldn't fucking move the entire match. His back was so hurt. Drew McIntyre still couldn't put him away. Who's supposed to be like your next monster. You don't have Brock Lesnar anymore. You fucking drew the way you should. Anyway, I'm getting on a side tangent, but the U S title multi-man match. And I just, I think Logan Paul is made for this kind of match. I thought he was great in the Elimination Chamber. And what I was going to say just a minute ago is the irony of I actually think he would fit in so perfectly in fucking AEW with all those guys and, you know, the heavy spot matches because he's extremely talented. And uh, I'm just excited that they're pushing this guy and that he has flat out said this isn't a hobby anymore. Like, he wants to do this. He wants to be really good at it. I don't like Logan Paul personally. He's done a million things that I can't fucking stand, but God dang, I respect that motherfucker can wrestle. He can talk. He gets his business and he is going to be a star in the next decade. If he makes wrestling like his top priority, Sam, how do you do the U S title? I mean, I, I think we're going with what we're going with. I would actually put it on Orton. I know I'm going against my gimmick here, <laughs> um, but I think that, oh. Yeah. Uh, that will definitely be a TikTok video for sure. 100%. Uh, I will make sure of it. Have, have him do some cool RKO out of nowhere. Oh, for sure. It's coming. Yep. That's uh, happening for sure in the match, whether Orton wins or not. I promise he's taking some kind of insane RKO. The, the Ron Funches, uh, who I saw last weekend, who uh, you guys familiar with him, stand up yeah. comedian, big yeah. pro wrestling band, very he's funny. hilarious. Yeah. Very funny. He is a great bit about where he talks about Logan Paul coming to the ring, like Shawn Michaels, and how like he's like everyone wanted to see him die. <laughs> and no one in the crowd knew like the the story of it, and I couldn't stop laughing when I saw him do the bit. But uh, yeah, it was great. Well, I, you explain. I'm, come on, you can't tell that and then not explain the story to it real quickly. Try to do just, it briefly. Logan Paul came down like Shawn Michaels uh, on the zip line, and I every, know. You know, right. you know they were like, "Yeah, hoping that he would fall." Um, but it, it, it's a very yeah. Ron Funch is great. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, I mean, I would do what we're gonna get. I think that the. Uh, I think it'll be a great match. Uh, you know, you you have sort of KO being the face in peril, and then you have Randy Orton pop up. I I, I think Randy Orton in the tag team is great. Anytime where Orton can kind of be the guy to come in and do get a shit in quickly, and you know be exciting in that, it's great. And so Would I you think debut Braun in this match. 
Mm. Ah, mm. Nobody hates it, so it's not obviously a terrible one, Ron Al. Is there enough head? time? I'm sorry. To... Mid? Mm. You wouldn't hate it, but you don't love it. I wouldn't either. hate it. Uh, you know, honestly, after the match, have him be the one to attack, set, setting himself up to insert himself into that picture. Can, does I, he need know, to be a Paul Heyman guy? Because they've, they've teased that, and I, I need it. I unless need it, it, unless I need it, in I this time it. that he's been gone, he's been working on his mic game. You know, right. one, let me let me pitch an idea, because let me piggyback off of that. What if we did the re the, the modern version of um, Ultimate Warrior beating Honky Tonk Man and have Braun Breaker come out? And be the guy who just destroys, shocks, you know, the just shocks Gunter by, you know, doing, you know, beating him in a shock match and being the guy who ends it. And you, you, Gunter says, I'm going to issue an open challenge. First person who comes out, you know, we, we build it up. We don't know who it's going to be. And then out comes Braun Breaker and wins in a flash. And, He's Gunther. been really getting more and more egotistical and like you've seen him get, you know, like sloppier and sloppier matches where it's getting closer and closer. He's not like, I actually think that would make a lot of sense, right? That finally that ego got so big and it's my dad always told me no matter how fucking big and strong you are, not that you say this to me because obviously I'm not big and strong, but no matter how big and strong you are, there's always somebody bigger and stronger. And, you know, they can just easily have the announce team, especially considering that there's such a, a marriage now between, you know, NXT and the quote-unquote main roster, where they can just assume during the time or during the intro, yeah, well, you know, Braun did defeat Gunther for the NXT championship. So this is just like a rematch. They, they can do something where exactly, thank you, Ken. That's exactly my point where they can use the announce team to wow. build that. I, would, I did not wear that. that was not aware and he of has that. his number. Do that story where yep. he, you know, so. he comes out. Gunther says, I'll take on anybody. You know, there's no one in the back who can beat me. And then out comes. You can hear Pat uh, McAfee now going fucking crazy while Michael Cole's going. And Pat, he's got Gunther's number. He beat him in NXT. I could just hear you know, it. I actually he, really he like gorilla that. presses him, spears him, and there it is. And and that it has the accomplishment of you have a big match and it it's a big moment, but it doesn't take too much time on the card. I I really do like this, and I mean at this point, as great as Guther's run's been, the thing I'm most excited about. Let's fucking get this guy in the world title picture. I I I just he's far exceeded all my expectations and the fact the way he's reshaped his body because I was like, he's too flabby. It's just not going to work. He looks like a 1980s, like, you know, kind of fat boy, you know? And the thing that's even more impressive is his might work has gotten really good. He knows his character. He's got that, you know, smugness. And, you know, we were talking about it with Reigns, like turn him heel. When and you're that big, it's power. He yep. maintained his power even though he slimmed down. Yeah, those chops. I mean, that's the other thing is that he everything he does looks like it hurts like a motherfucker. Exactly. He's bad and he knows he's bad. Which it's I like love. a jacked up William Regal. It's yeah. a very that's a good great comp. comparison. 
Um, he's like, do you know that evolution of man thing where it goes from a chimp to a man? <laughs> is he is the next step of the evolution of William Regal, which is really scary because he's German. Uh, we, we don't want. Uh, oh, well, even worse. They were even there. That's the secret. They were way worse than the Germans. All right. So we've gone over an hour and three minutes. I think that's all of the title matches. Before we get out of here, let's do my favorite segment, the Look at Me. What does everybody want to plug? Ron L. <laughs> plug? Yeah. yeah. You know, TikTok, Twitter. I didn't think about it. I'll just say, just, you know, oh, other hand, find me there. Uh, I'm going to try to be spending more time on Twitter. I, I, I promise they, they finally drug me there. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm there. So proud of, I'm so, so proud of Top it. one, Twitter, bottom one, uh, the show on TikTok. Um, I've got a crap ton of editing to do to upload so that, you know, all the little fans and fans and fans can get a taste of what we're doing here. Having fun, which is why I love this. Which is um, so much fun. Jorge, uh, Set yourself you know, just, out a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter uh, at Jorge B. Edwards. Uh, seriously, whether it's football or pro wrestling, I'm always game to talk. But follow me for the pro wrestling. You'll you'll get plenty of conversation there also. Uh, and don't forget to, to follow us on the major social media channels, you know, X or slash Twitter, Facebook, obviously on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell and subscribe to our channel so that way you're notified whenever we drop, whether it's full podcast episodes, whether it's our recurring short mini episodes, which we call Cheap Pops, that we just recorded over the past weekend, um, three, episodes three and four, uh, Best Intercontinental Champion of the 80s and 90s. Don't forget to check those out. Sam and I, I did that. To, I can't wait to stitch those. The peak, <laughs> the peak of the IC title in WWE, yeah. in my opinion. So just, just follow resurrected by Resurrected by Seth Miz and all that. That's the reason that Gunther's reign is so successful and big now. Sorry, Very good. Very important. You can't fuck with uh, Mr. Perfect and Brahart. It's just impossible. All right, Sam. So I'm going to plug uh, two people. Uh, first, I want to give some dap to Jorge, who has been the ba- – I think has done a great He's job. He's a fucking architect. That's his name, Sam. Come on, it, buddy. It, Jorge is the guy who makes all of us look better, and I just wanted to shout him out because it is appreciated. Uh, and I – uh, off the pro wrestling beat, I wanted to shout out. There's a stand-up comedian that I saw. Her name is Blair Saki, spelled S-O-C-C-I. She is hilarious. And the only thing I like being more than right is being in on something before it blows up. And uh, she is going to be. definitely that guy. Yeah, I know I am. <laughs> Why do you think I like CM Punk and Sam, Brian Anderson? Sam's so like, much? actually, I like, you know. Yeah, no, no. I, saw I was in, uh, I like uh, if I was a dog, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm into dog whistles. You probably never heard of them. Um, but yeah, I am a uh, as I said, Blair Saki. She's on Instagram. She has a special, uh, very funny, very original voice. Check her out. All right. Uh, finally, just want to say again, so happy to be doing this. Uh, if you can tell, or if you can't, we love this. We like just shooting the shit. Uh, and don't worry, we're going to talk more about old wrestling because as we well established, we fucking old, man, uh, with some of these wrestling and how long we realize 
WrestleMania 30 was from ago. Uh, so we're going to talk about old stuff too, but uh, check me out on Twitter slash X. And we really would appreciate if you subscribe to this YouTube channel and the Twitter slash X page and the TikTok, which Ron L is so good at that stuff. And I have basically kind of tried to learn how to do it for some of my DFS plays. And it's so fucking hard. I feel so old just trying to figure out how to edit a video or make a video on TikTok. So I'm very thankful that we have Ron L who has great stuff on his personal TikTok page is somebody who actually knows how to do that stuff because as they like to say, the kids like the TikTok, man. They really do. It's, it's what the cool hip kids are doing. So uh, we enjoyed this. Hit that baller ass music and we'll speaking see you guys being, there. Oh yeah. Speaking go ahead. Of being, just speaking of being old, rest in peace, Ole Anderson. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Ron L. Uh, oh, just the original. And, and just sorry for the false finishes. Um, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, more false finishes at a James Brown concert. Uh, we will be doing an AEW, a preview show for Revolution this weekend. Uh, look out for that. We're going to be, because uh, not just WWE Is that guys. Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Show Sunday, we're going to talk about Perfect. Okay. I just want to make sure. I'll talk about for the pay per view. So yes. that means since we're doing the preview, Sam is going to buy the pay-per-view for me. I really appreciate that, <laughs> Sam. Thank you so much. Happy we'll see to. see you guys, sir.